Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories, and much more. If you want to get in touch direct, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk. Today, my guests are Chris Bood and Ross McDonald from Portolio. Now, Portolio offers quite a unique service that no one else in the local market provides. Would you like to tell us more about Portolio's services? Yes, you're, you're right in what you say that the service we're offering is unique in Scotland. And uh, essentially what we do is we sell tenanted property on the open market. Okay, right, so tell me, what's, what's the story and motivation behind Portolio? Uh, okay, well, it's a little bit cheesy, but going back to, and this is Chris speaking, I don't know if you it's came okay, across that way. Can, um... Ross will chip in uh, yes. whenever. But um, the story the story goes back to, to June of 2017, I think. Mm -hmm. And the idea was to, to build a business that supported letting agents to sell tenanted property. Uh, we just felt that the art of selling tenanted properties should be done in a different way, as opposed to it being uh, kind of ad hoc and sometimes not seedy, of course, but uh, it could be that it's all just information kept on a spreadsheet and it's uh, very much off market. And we felt that landlords didn't quite understand Okay. how all that worked and there didn't seem to be a clear and viable option for them to sell property with a sitting tenant. Right, okay. So are there any other businesses like yours in the UK? Well, let me continue to say that we pivoted uh, yeah. last year. So in July of last year, um, we, we, we were working with some letting agents to help them sell tenanted property. And there was so much great feedback and a lot of support. But the reality is that, that the letting agents we were speaking to, rightly so, were, were very much sticking to their core service, which was managing property, letting property, looking after the landlords in that way. So they were not um, coming to us in their droves saying, yes, we want to work with you and we want to advertise property on your portal, because that's what we were trying to be at that time. So listening to our customers and going by the, the theory that, you know, we don't love our product, we, we love our customers and we want to actually help people, we changed. So by becoming an estate agent, we made it much, much easier for a letting agent to still work with us, but for them not to have to do very much work. And we'll take care of all the compliance and we'll do that estate agency work. So really since July of last year, we've, we've, we've been doing some serious work. We've been helping landlords, we've been helping letting agents, property investors have been buying properties. We're, I think you would call it, we're getting some traction and it's a real business. Right, now you're both from a property letting background. So tell us a bit more about each of your journeys to date, Ross. Uh, yes, uh, I uh, went to university uh, to study building surveying, graduated in uh, the year 2000, uh, came out uh, with the view that I would uh, pick up a graduate surveying position uh, at some firm and uh, I got, uh, the, the, the jobs weren't quite there at that point in time so uh, I got a temporary job in a letting agency. I thought I'd be there for a, for a matter of months before picking up a graduate position uh, and uh, I was there involved in letting uh, for, the, for the next 18 years. Wow. Um, so moving from that uh, agency to uh, 
central Essing at that time was, was taken over by a company called Grant Management. Uh, so I was there in grant management, setting up uh, a repairs department within the company, uh, and then I left to become a director at a company called uh, Clicklet back in 2005. Uh, and uh, and there I was uh, I was the operations director for uh, 12 years, uh, 12 13 years. So it was a long time, sort of building up Clicklet from being a small letty agent to growing. From when I joined them, they had just over 100 properties under management to going over to just over 400, uh, up into the point where uh, the company was uh, was sold to uh, to to uh, Braymore, uh, a well-established letting agency in town and sort of now UK uh, wide agency and uh, at that point uh, I helped uh, manage the integration of the Clicklet portfolio into Braymore and uh, and after the six month period of helping out with that integration I left and took up various posts doing it as a project manager working for a, a, a contractor that had built 19 properties uh, and was uh, in the process of uh, moving new to uh, residents into those properties and uh, once that contract ended I picked up another contract and then at the same time Chris and I were having this discussion about uh, Portolio um, so when the project management work uh, finished then my uh, my uh, all my efforts were sort of then uh, put into Portolio. Right okay and Chris what about your background? You've heard of the accidental landlord? Yes. Well I think I would describe myself as the accidental lighting agent. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's about 2004, I was a landlord myself and had an agent, they weren't very good, so sacked them, effectively managed it myself, went through all the council training at the time, Letwise, I think it was called yes, at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, that's um, mm -hmm. old school. And over a period of time, it started to take on some other properties, so then it just became a business. And then probably in you know two, a couple of years later, managing 30, 40 properties, something like that, and then, then grew it to about 140 properties and sold the business in 2013. So from 2004 to 2013, as a sort of owner-managed lighting agency called Woodstar. And yeah, it was a good business. Uh, part of the reason for Portolio is, is possibly reflecting on that time as a lighting agent and my own role in that business and how I dealt with um, various issues that would come up. I think I would describe myself as a very janitorial letting agent, very interested in just sort of fixing washing machines. And I had a good team, but I would often jump in and and save them if there was a difficult situation. So it played, played the hero an right. awful lot. And there's not a lot of longevity in, mm. in doing that if, if you're trying to run a business and so part of the idea for Portolio was again to go back and speak to letting agents and, and, and talk to them about how they were running their business. Not to, to sort of uh, to say this is how to do it, but I was very, very interested in, in people not making some of the mistakes that I made or the way that I perceived it mm -hmm. to be anyway. So sold my business in 2013, made some big mistakes to be honest, got into retail, just trying something completely different. It's a slightly entrepreneurial aspect to it. Um, that was a spectacular failure. Um, came back to property you know, a couple of years after that, so about 2015, doing various bits of work in property, working mm -hmm. with some of my old letting agent pals, and mm -hmm. again, working for landlords. There's a recurring theme in that, and 
then doing some property sourcing, which is much closer to what we're doing at Portolio. We, you know, Portolio, we're an estate agent, so we're working for the vendor. Property sourcing agent generally charges a fee to the buyer, so that's the big change from what mm -hmm. I was doing there. And being a sourcing agent, property sourcer is about doing deals and and off-market things. So it was great grounding in, in those sort of two years of being a sourcing agent as well. Again, then leading to the idea of Portolio and Ross and I are, are good pals. You know, yes. we, when we had when we had our, our uh, letting, we're, we're pals. We're we pals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> barely barely, barely know each other. Pals. Barely know each other. <laughs> so we used Why to. Why shaking his head? <laughs> not sure what that means. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm sure. I'm sure oh, he's okay. he's on, he's it's on board. Review, it's, review, it it's something that's reviewed on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> if I behave myself, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is this the first time we both worked together? Yes, it is. Yes, although uh, we, this is the first time we've been in business together. We've had a sort of relationship that goes back for, um, I can't remember actually the first time we sort of bumped into each other. Maybe the, the various events that Chris was talking about earlier, uh, the uh, the sort of Letwise or the Scottish Association Landlord events. Mm -hmm. you, you bump into these events, you always bump into the same people. Uh, and you build up good relationships. Uh, and I was never of uh, the thought process that I would be reluctant to speak to anybody that was a, essentially a competitor, mm -hmm. uh, because these people always have always have the same experience as you do, mm -hmm. same same issues as you may have in your business. So I was always keen to speak to as many people as I could. Uh, and Chris was somebody that I always sort of bumped into, it and we sat down and we'd go for a coffee and we'd chat about the sort of experiences, etc. So um, yeah, we've always we've always had a good relationship, and uh, I, I, and that we've taken that into portfolio and hopefully. We, sh we share a lot of the same values, and those values are we've, we've, we've put into the fundamentals and the, the, the structure of the business, and hopefully, you know that that our relationship is uh, you know can uh, can see us through this business. It's like a marriage. Yeah, business it, partnerships. It's a well said husbands. thing. I'm not the first person to say that, but yeah, we work husbands, and mm -hmm. it is important just to um, we have um, a, a weekly meeting, and a, a, a portion of that meeting is is really called being on the same page so it's like a same page mm -hmm. meeting and it is to understand that we're both you know pulling in the same direction that, that uh, the events that are happening and the ways that we're working together ways that we're communicating together we're very we're very serious about this business we're going to be here really forever mm -hmm. um and and we want, want it to be huge business so at this point whilst it's just ross and i Although we have just taken an intern on oh, this week, you? so that's been an interesting uh, what experiment. Role is so, intern? Well, we've got new software. We've got uh, brand new estate agency software. So uh, his name's Tanash. Hello, Tanash. When you are listening to this at some point, um, he he's going to populate a lot of the the old information so we can get proper stats going forward. But equally, as we get buyer inquiries and vendor inquiries and just pulling all that together, so a, a lot of data input, but. He's got a good analytical background, so he's going to be a good tool for us. Great. We're going to be moving on to, to more of the details of Portfolio, because um, I believe that a landlord will normally achieve a higher price when selling a vacated property. So why would a landlord consider selling a property with sitting tenants? Okay. Well, uh, it's uh, selling a property with sitting tenants is a solution for many, but not for all. It's important that we say that. It's important that people know that we know that. And um, 
it depends really on the landlord's own circumstances. It depends on the property. But just taking it on face value, the, the, the real benefits to a landlord selling through us and indeed selling with a sitting tenant is that uh, we take a lot of the hassle out of it. Ross and I, we, we really, really understand lettings as we've been blethering on about already, but we understand lettings. We understand letting agents, we, landlords and tenants and access and safety and everything to do with the letting industry. So we, we, can, we can walk into the situation and get a result for the landlord without them really having to get too involved. I mean, especially if they live outside of Edinburgh or wherever, everybody's struggling for time these days. So if, if, with the, if they give us their instruction, we can work with their letting agent or we can work directly to their tenant, whatever situation is, is best for that particular property and landlord. So reducing the hassle massively, um, we can start now. We don't have to wait until the tenant has moved out to sell the property with vacant possession. And with the with the new lease with the PRT, sometimes it's a three-month notice period, so it's becoming more important for some landlords to, to get started now as opposed to waiting. And, and maybe most importantly, the fact is that the landlord can continue to receive rent. So getting this rental income during the whole sales period, during the whole conveyancing period, until the, the property settles and their money is in their bank. So that de-risks it for the landlord massively. However, again, if, if, if they're open to risk, if, if cash flow is not a problem, if time's not a problem, and if the property is, is the type of property that a home buyer would potentially pay 15, 20% or 10% above the home report value, then, then maybe it is best for the landlord to sell it with vacant possession. Uh, it's important for me at this point just to say as well that we don't sell necessarily on the off-market. We're not an off-market option. We're a sell-tenanted property on the open-market option. So, okay, we're, we're not selling... To, it would, our audience isn't millions, but it's a big audience. We'll be advertising on Zoopla, our own website, are 500-plus, almost 600 people actively buying on our mailing list. So it's a pretty big audience, uh, and we do get our landlords a decent price. But... Um, Again, the, the, the most important facts are, are, are just the de-risking of it mm -hmm. and, and the speed and the reduced hassle. Obviously, you know, we're aware of the benefits to landlords then. So what benefits are there to the tenants in this situation? Well, the, the, tenant, the tenant um, <clears throat> can stay in their home because uh, the tenant has that connection with the home that maybe the landlord doesn't have or, or maybe has had, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when they lived in it, but then they've, that emotional attachment has been broken uh, and they see it more as a sort of business. But the tenant sees it as their home uh, and they want, to, they want to stay there and they might be quite happy staying in that property. So it's always a nightmare when a tenant receives notice uh, to terminate their tenancy because their landlord is thinking of selling. So um, the, obviously the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pain point there for the landlord, it's a pain point there for the tenant, it's obviously a pain point for the letting agent as well because they don't want to lose that property from their uh, managed portfolio. So if we can uh, develop a solution that helps uh, the landlord and helps the tenant and obviously helps the letting agent and helps the person that's coming in to buy it, uh, then, then great. But going back to the tenant, they can stay in the property, the transaction can happen, their tenancy would run through that transaction, uh, through the change of ownership, uh, and uh, and we try and minimise the disruption to the tenant. So try and keep any. Uh, the, the, we're open. We're 
showing the properties on the open market, but as Chris has alluded to, we've got a database of close to 600 people now that have sort of registered their interest in what we're doing. That database has grown on a monthly basis. So quite often we will uh, market properties across our database as well as Zoopla, uh, and we'll, we'll get interest almost immediately. We'll book in one or two viewings, and it's not unusual for us to uh, get uh, receive a formal offer after a couple of viewings. So it's not as if we're traipsing through the tenant's property on a Thursday or a Sunday or uh, when appointments are laid up and it could be uh, weeks uh, where the tenant gets that disruption. We try and keep the disruption down to a minimum and they know that they can, they, they, we speak to them early days, uh, early doors and uh, we uh, have a discussion with them to say this is what we're doing and we, we work with them, very much work with them because we need them to be on side, understand the process, understand this is not about them having to vacate their home. This is about them retaining their home after the change of ownership. Uh, and uh, and it, it, we've had great feedback from the tenants we've worked with in the, so far. So long may that continue. And uh, it's the, the tenants are a, a big factor in what we do uh, and why we do it. Okay, well, I mean, there's been a lot of changes to legislation for letting a property, as well as significant cuts to tax relief for landlords. Have you found that there have been many landlords selling properties with sitting tenants? Well, I think, I think it's just a change of mindset. I think there's always going to be, it's just normal. Landlords don't hold on to their properties indefinitely. There's always a point, as a, as a former letting agent, I know there's always a point where a landlord circumstances change within their personal life and they decide now is the time to sell this rental property. Um, so the, the, there's always been a point where landlords are, are going to sell. Now we're trying to sort of change the mindset and we'll have a discussion with them about whether they want to uh, sell with a sitting tenant or put it on uh, or, or, or kick the tenant out and, and, and sell it the more traditional way. So it's just getting that discussion, and the more the, the more opportunities we have with that discussion, we are converting landlords to actually say this is the merits of selling with a tenant. It, it works for me. Doesn't work for everybody, but you know, when we can have that conversation with a with a landlord and be open about their options either way, but yeah, we've 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 been quite successful in converting them. So what would you say then are the main aspects that making purchasing a tenanted property appealing to investors? Well, it's really uh, the the reverse of the, uh, the the benefits of 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 from a landlord selling. Uh, the, the 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 incoming owner gets rental income from day one of ownership. They have a tenant in there that's sitting in the property that 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 wants to be in that property. It's a fully compliant property. They don't need to fit the smoke alarms or heat detectors or get the EICR certificate. Everything's there. Um, we have it all in a shared drive. Uh, and then the, 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 the buyer comes in, they can lift up all the certificates there. They've, there's a managing agent already in, in place in the property. They've got a great, they understand the history of the property, understand when repairs and maintenance are taking place. They've got a relationship there with the tenant. So the investor can come in, buy the property, get rental income from day one of ownership, don't need to do anything with the property at all, uh, and then have a managing agent that already knows uh, the, the property, knows the tenants, uh, and knows when things were done, when was the washing machine replaced over, when was the bath seals done, etc. They, 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 they've got the knowledge there. So for an investor coming in, they're buying a fully packaged up buy-to-let product mm -hmm. rather than going on the ESPC and thinking about, would oh, that one work as a buy-to-let property or would that one? We've got the buy-to-let properties are, are, are there. The landlord just needs to go through, work out what their budget is, work out what areas they, they're looking for. 
um, and uh, yeah, and, and our, our hopefully the, the business model we've got helps helps a lot of potential uh, uh, landlords entering the market mm -hmm. or landlords that are looking to expand their portfolio. Can I actually go back to a question that was asked earlier on um, that that we, we we answered most of it, and this is why Ross hates me actually, <laughs> um, but. It, the, the, you, I think the question was something like, how is the legislation affecting um, landlords yes. and, and mm -hmm. are, are more landlords selling with a sitting tenant? Yeah, I mean, the question is not so much are more landlords selling with a sitting tenant, but are more landlords selling? I mean, okay. selling with a sitting tenant through us on the open market is, is, a, is a solution for landlords. Mm -hmm. But the so big question about what's happening in the buy-to-let industry, what's mm -hmm. happening in the private renter sector. I think the stat is the private renter sector is about 15% of all of Scotland's housing. And um, so the landlord is a very important uh, cog in, in, in Scotland's economy, let alone housing. And the tax legislation that was, has been brought in, and I don't want to get too political, so I shan't, but it's, it's quite harsh. <laughs> and those landlords that at some point I don't know, 10 years ago or less or whenever it was, they built up an, a number of properties or however many it is. It could be into the hundreds or 10 or whatever. But they built that up to be maybe retirement income. Now, unfortunately, with these tax changes, that's maybe going to change that. And everybody's own situation is different. It depends how leveraged the portfolio is and and what their own sort of personal income is whether it changes their tax banding and all of these things that to be honest with you i'm not quite qualif qualified to talk about they should definitely speak to their accountant what we would like to do actually i just thought of saying this now is that um ross and i would, would be very happy to sit with any landlords and talk to them about their own portfolio about maybe even just kind of the rents that are getting and all these kind of things and, and how they can maybe best manage the situation but that's nothing to do with selling the properties we're just a couple you know we're experts in the industry so we're happy to be guides in that way if, they, if they've not got a letting agent already to do that but getting back to my point i did write an article put it on linkedin it was quite well received and it was just basically um talking um about what we see as what's happening with landlords and it is in truth quite anecdotal but the, we're not getting landlords coming to us saying the tax changes i need to offload maybe some of the larger portfolios they're, they're, they're saying things like that but actually the, the general theme is that people are just selling property to to, to get the money to use it on something else you know, they're just releasing equity. Uh, sometimes maybe it's hassle. They're fed up being a landlord. But it is just, uh, I, I want to buy a new house. I'm wanting mm -hmm. to invest in another business. Yeah. They're maybe entrepreneurial themselves. And it, it's, you know, they see it as a business. And carrying on from that, because I'll, I'll <laughs> shut up soon, but carrying on from that, um, the, the, the people that are buying properties now are more professional, generally speaking, the accidental landlord doesn't exist so much now partly that's because of ads it makes it very difficult to hold on to your current property you really do have to sell it within the year or, or before you you move and and so the type of landlord has really really changed and that's actually that's i think that's a good thing uh, it's, uh, the government were aiming for that to be the case uh, and i think that is that is happening i think it's actually good for good for tenants and it's actually good for letting agents as well because they're dealing with a slightly different kind of landlord who understands maybe a bit more about what it what it takes really to to get good tenants and to to 
get a good return on investment. So the, the type of landlord is changing. They're, they're, they're very much still out there. People are still investing. They're investing under businesses. And, and so that's my only comment on that. Thank you. Ross, do you have anything to say or? No. <laughs> well, I think Chris covered most of it there. Um, with I, I, I suppose it's going back to, I don't know if you're going to, you're going to ask a question down the line about the sort of political landscape. Uh, and what it looks like now, and if whether that's having any impact on, on things or not. But we we we're well, we can discuss. We can discuss, discuss it now, now yeah. yeah. Because um, I, I because I don't think how, mm -hmm. I, I don't think it is. We're, we're certainly well. I suppose the, the difficulty for our business is our business has started in the Brexit era. We weren't operating before the uh, before the vote. Uh, we've been operating through this sort of uh, the Brexit negotiations. Um, so I suppose it's difficult for us to actually then say what it was like for us before Brexit, the Brexit vote. So we, we can only say that, that the level of inquiries we've had has been has been very good. It's been very strong, uh, and it's something. You know, I was. We've not done extensive marketing. We're, that's the next phase of the business is is to then focus on expanding, making brand awareness, uh, uh, raising brand awareness. But but up to this point, we haven't done extensive marketing yet. We're getting a really good amount of uh, new contacts signing up to our mailing list all the time. We're getting a lot of inquiries from someone that knew, knows someone, either a letting agent that's got a landlord that's looking to invest or, 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 or whatever, or a mortgage advisor that, that knows someone that's looking to invest. So. So we, we're not see. I'm not. I don't see anything that says there's a there's there's a lot of people scared about what's going to happen, and therefore they're they're sort of shying away from from considering the investment in property at this moment in time. Which I suppose is it's uh, it's good for good for us. Um, but you know that 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 may change. Uh, but I, I just don't see it. P people don't buy properties for an immediate uh, return. In the next five or ten years, as Chris was sort of alluding to earlier, it was they're more to do with uh, sort of looking to longer term, you know, the, the, for to to fund their lifestyle at the end of their working career, perhaps uh, they they're looking for that or or, or to get a return then. So, I, I, whatever happens politically <laughs> over the next couple of years, I think the savvy uh, investors, it's not a concern to them. Mm -hmm. Where then <clears throat> most of your clients, the majority of them being based, are the UK based or? Are they? Yes. They are UK based, okay. Pretty much they are. Um, we, we, part of maybe the plan for next year will be f to, to reach out to um, other parts of the world because there are, there are lots of overseas investors. But when the... Chris says reach out, he means he wants to jump on a plane and go <laughs> to <laughs> Hong Kong. Any excuse. New York. Uh, <laughs> Spain would do, <laughs> but um, but there, there are the, the the strength of the pound um, ha, has meant that there's been a lot of overseas investment uh, and large large scale investment. So you know we we we'll evolve a little bit with that. But right now, to be honest with you, it's it's people that live in Edinburgh and people that live in in Aberdeen and and all all, all round and you know some in London, of course. Mm -hmm. But but it's it's a, a lot of Scottish investors and just. I don't know if I should say normal people, but that's how that's how they feel, and um, and we're we're able to help those normal people, if you like. I mean, these some of them are quite seasoned investors, but they they have just regular sort of needs and wants with with regards mm -hmm. to the return on property, and property still works for people. If you're trying to create 
an extra income and uh, and property wealth it, it can can be done it just you have to think about it a bit more these days and and there are some big yields out there and people will, will have different motivations so you know it could be a yield generator where they're really looking to get that income and so they're, they're looking for gross yields of eight nine or ten percent and that's where, where we really have that USP because we're all of Scotland. So we have properties that can do that. And we have properties that are in city centre that are maybe more like 5.1% gross yield. So a wide range of properties. But, um, but yeah, our, our investors, are, are a lot of them are local, yeah. Okay, so, so listen, once the new landlord acquires the property, are they legally obliged to retain the current tenant? And if so, you know, for how long? Or is the tenant still protected under the PRT? The, the new landlord will, if the property is tenanted at settlement, then, then the new landlord will, of course, you know, become the new landlord and will inherit the tenants, and that will happen immediately. And there will need to be some action taken immediately by that new landlord or, indeed, their letting agent. So they're, they're, you, can, you can do some kind of assignation, um, so a missive just to say your new landlord is and new letting agent is, um, or you can create a brand new lease. So there's, there's different ways of doing it, but um, at that point, there's not really a choice to be made, if you know what I mean. You've bought the property with the tenant, so you are now the, the landlord and you inherit all that sort of incumbent liability. So, you know, the safety aspect... You're you're responsible for that that person living in that property, and that's hugely hugely important. So They're really buying for that purpose, aren't they? Yeah, and Ross and I take that very seriously. And okay, we, we've got a little bit of work to do on it, to be honest with you. But um, we we want to be even better at guiding the buying landlord and their new letting agent, in fact, and their solicitor, and of course the selling landlord and and all all the parties involved. We, we, we're, we're working on right now um, different guides for each of these people at different stages because that point where it changes ownership is, is, is important. But, um, you know, when, when the new owner becomes the new owner, they will inherit that tenant and that's that. What they do after that, to be honest, is, is entirely up to them. Um, but we very much hope that they keep that tenant on. A lot might depend on what rent that tenant's paying. You know, we live in the real world. Um, but there's a discussion to be had, and um, and mostly the, the rents are, are, are market rents, and, and so la most landlords are not putting the rent up or ending tenancies or anything like that. Mostly they're continuing, which is great. Yeah, and quite a lot of investors may already have, uh, maybe already getting uh, <coughs> advice from an, a letting agent uh, that's advising them of what should happen when when uh, when they purchase the property, what they should be looking for. We've certainly got uh, guides, and as Chris was alluding to. We're, we're in the process of sort of uh, beefing the, those guides up um, because we've, we've obviously built a, built a company. We're constantly measuring feedback we're getting from landlords and uh, investors, uh, letting agents and, and, and the tenants. Uh, and we'll just sort of continually factor in that feedback and, and we'll learn from it and we'll build more procedures, better procedures than we have at the moment. It's constant. It's like any business. It's just, it's just constant. You, we never stand still. We're constantly looking to, to evolve as, as demands for the, the customers, uh, what, what they ask for. The, um, if I can say this, if this isn't too cheesy, the hero of the story is, is the customer. The hero of the story is either the, the vendor selling or the buyer buying. And... We we are we're simply a guide. We're an, we're an option, and we're we're somebody to to support them on that. But we our our focus is entirely on on 
the customer and making it as smooth a process as possible. Okay. Well, you mentioned, obviously, your relationship with letting agents. So tell me, what exactly um, is involved in the process with letting agents? So letting agents are, are a vital uh, key partner to us, and, and we very much appreciate the role that they've, that they've played. And over, over time, Ross and I have built up some really strong relationships with letting agents because as we, we were letting agent mm -hmm. for such a long time. <clears throat> and... So uh, going back again to the original idea of Portolio, um, it was quite difficult. There was a lot of work involved in a letting agent yeah. working with us. But now simply it is a case of if a letting agent gets that email or gets that phone call that Ross and I know well, and that, that's basically where the landlord is saying that they're going to sell. And often they will say, you've been great for years, really enjoyed working with you, and it, but the time has come. So we're going to sell, again, maybe to release equity, just to do something else, go on holiday, whatever it is. But they will ask what, how it works. What do I do now? And there are just, you know, boil it down to two options. You can serve notice on the tenant, end the tenancy, and sell the property with vacant possession. And that's the most common one still. And it's the one that's all, you know, has been the go-to. But the other one is now, to refer the landlord to us, Portolio, and, and they could sell with the sitting tenant. So simply, if the, if the landlord is open to the idea of that, simply open to it, then, then the letting agent could pass us the landlord's details with the landlord's permission, of course, and then I myself would contact the landlord and have a very open conversation with them. As I've already said right at the start, you know, it's very balanced. We know we're not the answer for everyone, but at least the landlord would make an informed decision. So, you know, we have a five-step five proven process, and, and step one is actually um, that part. It's discussing whether it is the right option for them. And part of that will be to can, can try our best to get an understanding of what price we could actually deliver for the landlord. But that's all after the letting agent. So to answer your question... The, the the letting agent just needs to pass us the details right. and we'll take it from there. And we'll, we'll, we'll continue to communicate with the letting agent because we have to anyway for access and other things. And so they are a big part of the team as well. But um, there's not too much work for them to do. It's not always the case that the letting agent comes to us and says, we've got a, a, a client that's maybe looking to sell. Letting agents often come to us and say, I've got, a, I've got a client who's looking to buy a property. Can you help them? And so then we have a chat with them and then we see, we show them some uh, options and we arrange viewings, et cetera. So, yeah, it's not only we're um, trying to uh, help and sell the properties, we're trying to sort of help them out, expand their managed portfolios. OK. True. OK, well, between you both, you've built up a fairly impressive amount of years in property. You'll have seen tenants and landlords come and go and all fun and games that go with it. So any standout memories? <laughs> that you can see on no. <laughs> um, I love this question, my favourite question. Um, no, it's not that was sarcasm, I'm so sorry. You get asked this all the time, don't you? Well, I just don't really have a good answer for it and I uh, wish I did. Um, they, there aren't really any sort of funny stories, but I guess looking back on my time as a letting agent, and I, I did talk before about how I ran the business, but I remember being uh, on a train going from Rome to Pisa um, on the 2nd of January, which makes me sound quite sophisticated, actually, but there, <laughs> there you are. And I remember being on this train, 
and a landlord, you know, the phone was going, my mobile phone was going, and it was a landlord that, you know, we, we did our rent run on the first of each month, and so we just, we would normally just make the payment, you know, the day after, so it's like first or second of each month. But of course, it's 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 like, you know, the first of January, it's New yeah, Year's Day, and so the banks are shut. So this landlord was just calling me all sorts of things, being really abusive, and, and I was just... I don't know, what do you say to somebody who's th that unreasonable? So I just, my comment, I suppose, about the whole time as a letting agent is you, you see all different sides of people's characters. Mm -hmm. You know, you very much see the good, the bad and the ugly, um, but mainly the good. And, and certainly my feeling is that, that landlords uh, have been much maligned over, over many years. And I... Uh, you know, we, we find so many nice landlords that actually some landlords choose us because they, they really, you know, really don't want to disturb the tenancy. And in fact, that's a big chunk of our landlords. So that's a big motivation for them. But, um, but yeah, just looking back on my time, I think that you do come across some, some people with all, all sorts of different agendas that, that can sometimes get the, the, it's a blurring of, of what's right and wrong sometimes and there can be different reasons for that money and maybe they lived in the property as well. So a lot of emotion involved in it and it's about managing that. Mm. Ross? It, it, yeah, no, it is a difficult... I, I, can't, I can't come up with a, some hilarious story to finish the podcast. That, that, no, we've uh, nothing every, funny to we've say. We've got nothing <laughs> funny to say. It's terrible. It's ter <laughs> but but as, a, as an agent, you, you, you go into all these properties and everybody's, uh, everybody lives their lives and everybody's, you know, everybody's different. Uh, so you do see a lot of things that you know, you're, you're, sometimes it's like, oh, right, okay, I wasn't expecting to see this in this property or either... Uh, Certain toys left out, or or, uh, or or you know we've had we've had a couple of tenants that had uh, died while uh, being a tenant um, uh, back when I was a, a letting agent. Selfish. Which which is which is uh, and I remember one story where the the landlord really wanted me to dip into their deposit to clean the property. And then before handing the deposit, this is before the tenancy deposit scheme, before handing the property, before handing the tenant back, the tenant's deposit back to their, uh, to their, to their folks. And it just, I just, it just does not uh, sit well with me no. uh, on that, uh, on that uh, situation. So, but you, you, you hear loads, it's, there, I don't have any funny, I don't have any funny stories I could, that I could tell you. You can tell us it, after, I can yeah, try because, itching to tell some story, we can see the, um, there's a knowing look not, going not, between not the two of them. I, did, no, I, just want, I just wanted to know, you said some kind of toys, I don't know what kind of thing yeah. you were talking about. But people leave them out, and it was like, we're coming in for an inspection, so you're going to tidy these Anyway. <laughs> On that note, and we might, might close off now, Ross, and... Um, We'll, uh, we'll leave it there, because it's just, you can see Ross is about to say something else. We're gonna, should we just stop him? Yes, stop. Just stop him. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, thank you very much, both of you, Ross thank and Chris, you. for coming Thank you. Here. Yeah, thank you so much, Gillian. It's much appreciated. Good fun. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.